as we begin, I, I want to take a moment and see if there's anybody that has some expectations as they're coming into the class. You're hoping you would hear or hoping you would learn something particular so that um, at least through what I'm doing, I can, I can try to, to hit those points. Is there anybody who would say, hey, I really hope that we're going to talk about um, and fill in the blank? Or are you just a blank slate this morning, ready to learn and ready to encounter the presence of God? Anybody at all? Okay, you can certainly, we will um, try to wrap things up early enough. Um, this class ends at what, quarter after? Is that correct? 11.15? So um, Katrina and, and Lisa, my wife, Lisa Heishman's in the back. That's Lisa. If you guys will keep an eye on the clock and make sure that I'm quitting at um, 11, so maybe the high five sign five minutes ahead of time so I can begin to wrap things up would be helpful so we have plenty of time for questions um, and answers at the end of the class. Okay? All right. So, again, I am Brent Heishman. I lead the Mentoring Task Force. I also pastor uh, a small church in Newcomerstown, which is in the southeast area of Ohio. Um, I say that because um, I'm also the presbyter of that area in Ohio and had the privilege of joining our leadership team um, on the trip to Tanzania. And so I'm fresh back from Tanzania and excited about what God's doing and excited about what kind of um, uh, role uh, mentoring as a whole and supernatural mentoring is going to play um, in accomplishing God's mission and vision um, for us, for you, and for your churches. So, um, as we talk about supernatural mentoring, I just want to give us some context because I think this is really important. Um, I think mentoring, and especially what we're going to do today, is is better done in smaller groups. This is probably about as, as big as you would want. Um, it may be a little bit too large, but we will, we will make it work this morning. But understand that um, a semi-private, uh, especially when you're talking about helping people learn to hear from God, helping people learn to pray effectively, helping people to, um, to be led practically by the Holy Spirit. Um, what does that look like? I think that's better done in a smaller group and a semi-private um, type of a, of a setting. Because if you try to do this in a large group on a Sunday morning, um, you just have too many folks that may not be in it to win it or understand, and you spend a whole lot of time trying to pull in the people from the edges. So um, I just want, want you to hear that, because my, my hope is not only are you going to um, advance personally in your ability um, to pray effectively and powerfully, but that you will want to help somebody else. Um, that's really the goal. So if I could, um, I won't, but if I could get you to sign that, that you're taking this class and you're making an agreement that you're going to pass on what you learn, I'd make you do that. But I'm, I can't do that, so I'm just going to say it very strongly, is please share what the Holy Spirit teaches you with somebody else. And you don't have to be an expert, okay? Uh, sometimes being an expert is, is a disadvantage. Um, mentoring and sharing what God's doing, especially in, in prayer, is just tell people where you're at. Because a lot of people aren't where you're at. Um, they, can, they can commiserate with uh, the struggles you have, and they can also... Um, Learn something from the successes you have. So I think it's, I think it's critical that you, you see yourself as somebody who can pass on what Christ is doing inside of you. So uh, on the handout that's in front of you, um, there, there is a, a passage of Scripture in James. I'd like to touch on that for just a moment. Very familiar passage of Scripture that begins with a question, James 5.13. Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, 
and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So as we talk about escalating powerful and effective prayer, I I really think we have to, to come to a conclusion that effective prayer gets an answer. Okay, can we all agree on that? Because otherwise, it kind of just makes the exercise um, a little wishy-washy. An effective prayer gets an answer. We should be receiving some kind of communication back, some kind of response from God when we are praying effectively. Okay, so I I want to establish that truth and recognize that there may be some things that you already do extraordinarily well. I am not um, uh, for one moment thinking that you don't know how to pray and that um, you couldn't teach me something. Um, However, what I want to do is try to give you um, something that has been tried and proven over the years that allows us to pray more effectively. It allows us in a a group of people to pray in unity, to keep them directed. Um, And it seems to increase um, the level of the manifest presence of God when we're praying. I don't like as a leader, as a pastor, to call a prayer meeting and have people get bored and leave um, feeling that, man, this is hard work. I, I, I really don't think that's the model we want. I think we want them energized, excited about what God's done, full of the Holy Spirit, and increasing um, in their level of, of, of experiencing the presence of God and rejoicing over the answers, of the prayer we get, and, and the communication that we've just received. So, uh, as, as simple as I can be, I think there's two things that really keep us away from um, having prayer be boring, um, not exciting. Um, I think there's two ways to do that. And if, and if we, if we take these two simple things in the action and the skills and recognize that if, if you first thank the Lord for whatever it is, okay. And, and continue to thank him, not till you run out of steam, but continue to thank him until you believe that what you're thanking God for is is real. It's it's substantial. It's it's impacting you. So we're going to model this in a minute. But I, I just want to say it's it's really it's beginning to thank God. Okay, and then and then we take what we thank God for and we begin to petition Him and declare that it is going to happen. Okay, so let me just give you, I'll model this for a moment. Um, I'll give you an opportunity to observe how I would do it, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity to stand up and participate. Okay, so this is my goal is not to just talk to you. It's to um, give you a supernatural prayer encounter this morning. You're going to walk away saying, "Ooh, this was really good or you know, may, there might be some might walk away and say it's not, but we're praying that God's going to help us all. Okay. All right. So I want to start, since we're talking about powerful prayer and effective prayer, I want to begin by thanking um, God that Jesus is praying for me right now. How many of you know the scripture says he's standing at the right hand of the father, making intercession for us. You believe that? Okay, so I want to start in a positive place. I don't want to start in all the huge needs that we have in the state of Ohio. I want to start knowing that before I got up this morning, Jesus has been up before I have, standing next to his father, interceding for Pastor Brent Heishman to get it right today. Okay, so I I just I'm just going to go ahead. You can watch, observe, you can close your eyes, whatever. But Jesus, I thank you. 
that you are standing right now, the right hand of the Father, God, in the throne room of heaven. All of the angels are stopped and they're listening in on what you're praying. And Lord, I thank you that you're praying for us. I thank you that you're praying for me. I thank you that you're interceding for me. God, your prayers are effective and powerful. Jesus, you are the greatest intercessor there ever was. And I just want to thank you and praise you and honor you and worship you, God, that you would love me enough to pray for me. That you would love me enough to be, that my name would be on your lips. That my name would be enough, God, today that you would, you would entreat the Father's attention. You would bring me before His throne and say, consider Brent Heisman. Look at what he's doing. He needs help. He needs power. He needs the anointing. He needs my presence. God, I thank you that you're on my side. God, that you are with me. You are leaning towards me and you're for me. So I'm going to pray like that, and I'm going to encourage others to pray. I, I, we can do this in a group, but I've learned over the years that if I want to sense an increasing presence of the Holy Spirit in my prayer life, if I'll begin that way, holy smokes, I'm already gone. I'm going, I'm going to heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Because it's true. It's true. Everything that I said is simple and true, but it's so, it's, it's sometimes we focus on the wrong thing. So the goal is for me to thank Him long enough. I don't know how long it's going to take. Some mornings it's longer. Some evenings it's longer. Sometimes I can walk right in and say, thank you, Jesus, and I don't have to say anything else. And I, I know I have an audience with the King. Okay, But however long, I thank Him until my faith begins to rise. I think that's critical. How long do we thank Him? Until our faith rises. Because you know that faith is what moves the heart of God. It moves the mountains, right? And, and, and I, I know I'm, I'm good. we're going to be talking a little bit about feelings and things. Um, I recognize that we all interact with the Lord on different levels. Um, he, he, can, he, he certainly communicates through our mind. He communicates through our, our, our emotions. He communicates through our senses. We can encounter Him that way. Hopefully, He's communicating to us through our spirit that our mind and our feelings and our sensibilities are waking up our spirit so that we can worship Him in spirit and in truth. Um, all of us are going to be a little bit different. Some of you, I, some of you may not be at first comfortable with praying out loud. I want to encourage you to do that, though. Um, stretch yourself. Because there's something that takes place when your own heart hears your own mouth thanking God for the truth. It, it's, it, we're supposed to worship Him with all that we have because we want our mind to be on board, we want our emotions to be on board, we want our ears to be on board, we want our bodies to be on board, we want to all be on board thanking God that He is leaning in uh, towards us. He is reaching out over the banister of heaven right now because He's praying for us and interceding. So we'll thank Him until faith rises. And then, depending on your theology, I tend not to, to be offended easily by different terms. Some people may say that um, I, I prefer petition now. Let's go from thanksgiving to petition. Um, others may say I prefer to, to go from Thanksgiving to declaration. I think it means the same thing, but I, I want to begin now to declare and, and ask the Lord that the same power of prayer that Jesus has, He's anointing me with. So simply for me is I'm thanking Jesus that He's praying for me. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Him and declare that I'm gonna pray like Jesus prays. Okay? Because his goal is, because he's the greatest supernatural mentor, his goal is through the person of the Holy Spirit to teach us to pray. Right? So I want to pray. What's, who's the greatest model? Apostle Paul's a great model. Elijah's a great model. But guess who's the best of all? Jesus Christ. I want to pray like Jesus. So, Father, I thank you that right now you're anointing me. You're going to help me, Lord, to pray like Jesus prays. Jesus, thank you that you are imparting by your spirit in my life 
the power and the anointing, the agreement in my heart that faith is rising, the truth is coming on board, God, that, that all that is within me testifies to the fact that, that God, I am able to and capable by the Spirit of God to pray like Jesus prays. So Lord, I just begin to speak that over my own life. Son, you can pray. Son, you can move mountains. Son, you can change the world through your prayers. The power of God is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The presence of the King is here. And when you put His words and His truth on your lips, you can move mountains. So Father, I thank You that I'm able to move mountains by prayer. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit of the Lord. So I will... I'll go back and forth between those two things. Okay? So... I'm a, I'm a gut guy. I want to feel what I'm doing. So... I'm going to be probably maybe more emotional than somebody that's more cerebral. But I want to make sure that I'm all in. I don't want there to be lingering doubt. I want to thank Him long enough and declare long enough that the doubt is gone and I can step into faith. And when I leave this room, I feel good, not overwhelmed. I feel that God is moving on our behalf. Okay, So that's really the the simplicity of what we're going to do. So... um, if you are willing, would you stand with me? Now, how many of you know this is a mentoring class? Right? Okay. So first of all, if you do something wrong, it's okay. I'll clean it up. It's my job. What I, what I tell people all the time in a group when we start talking about anything spiritual, teaching somebody to do something spiritual, there, there's got to be a place and a time that you're comfortable to get your wings underneath you, okay? So what, what you do in this point, unless it's completely out of line, I, I'm fine, okay? And you don't have to worry about that. Just rest. It's, it's who's, who'll clean up the mess? I'll clean up the mess, okay? So, so the other thing is, is I want you to be free, but I also want you to be open to be prompted and directed, okay? So if you're really quiet, I'm probably gonna go lift your voices and thank Him like you mean it. Echo the noise that is in heaven right now. Come on, can you hear the angels crying out before the Lord? Will you let the rocks cry out in your place? I'll prompt you like that because I I want you to experience the presence of God and I want you to understand that that God um, wants to use you to move heaven and earth. I enter in by the pattern that was described. He said, enter my gates with thanksgiving and enter my courts with praise. Move yourself to the labor pool and, and clean yourself up and adore yourself to meet the Most High God. Amen. After you enter in with that praise and that thanksgiving, first that thanksgiving, like you said, just thank you for everything. Amen. Your house, your car, your job your children, everything that's going on till you're just totally exhausted with reflecting <laughs> back what all he has done. Amen. And then you get into your praise. Lord, I just thank you. I just and 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 just get yourself ready to enter into worship. Amen. And, and, and that's knowing who he is. Praise is thanking him and, and, and doing him for what he's done, but worship is magnifying him for who he is. Amen. Then I'm able to enter into what they call the holies of holies and let my petition be known. That's how I like to start my Amen. prayer. Amen. And, and you and you're and you're and you're welcome. You're welcome if that works for you. You're welcome um, to to do that in this context. Um, but uh, we're we just we we're gonna we're gonna thank the Lord, and then we're going to declare, okay. And then we're gonna take a moment to to poll you all to to, to find out what you're hearing, what you're sensing, what's God saying to you. So will there be a crescendo, and then we'll we'll calm down. We'll talk a little bit. There may be another point that 
that, that God's going to give us. But so here's where we're going to go. So you know where we're going. We're going to, we're going to thank God. Okay. That Jesus is praying for us. Okay. He's praying for us. Okay. And then we're going to declare that that same spirit that's on Jesus is going to be on us. That, that the prayer meeting that's happening in heaven is going to happen here in this room in biology 101 or whatever classroom this is. The presence of God is going to be here and the presence of God is going to be so strong that it soaks into the floor and the desks. And when they come in here on Monday morning, they're going to know that somebody, somebody from heaven was in this room. Okay. Hallelujah. So let's, let's lift our voices. We're thanking the Father, that the Son is interceding for us. He's praying for us right now. Hallelujah. Father, we thank You. You have appointed Jesus. Before the foundation of the earth, You've appointed Him. That's good. Hallelujah. You've appointed Him to stand at the right hand of the Father and intercede, thanking Him. Hey, we thank You, God, that we have an intercessor. We have the best intercessor ever. He's the Son of God. God. He's the one who died and rose again. He's the one who has conquered death, hell, and the grave. My Jesus is praying for us today. My Jesus is praying for us today. Hallelujah. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord, for that petition. We thank You, Lord, for Your prayer. We thank You, Lord, that You're leaning over heaven's banister, crying out on behalf of the Father for us. We honor You and bless You and give you thanksgiving, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you would, you would take time to intercede for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a little bit more. Come on, a little bit more. Lord, we thank you. You're praying. You're praying, God, every problem we're dealing with, you're praying for. Every issue that we face in the state of Ohio, you've already covered in prayer, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not took you by surprise. You've been up before we have been. You've been praying ahead of time. Lord, you, you're rejoicing because you hear us interceding. Hallelujah. As it is in heaven, so God, we're bringing it to pass on earth in this prayer meeting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now let's just switch gears a little bit and declare that He he is anointing us with that same spirit of prayer. I'm going to pray like Jesus prays. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, You've empowered us by the Holy Spirit to pray like You pray. You've empowered us to be intercessors like Elijah that prayed and, and there wasn't any rain and then the rain came, oh God. You, you've empowered us to be effective and powerful in our prayers, Jesus. Hallelujah. I declare that over my life now, King. I declare it over my heart, Jesus. I declare it over my spirit. Come on, Greg. You can pray better. You can pray deeper. You can be more effective. God, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to pray and to intercede, to move those mountains, God, to allow faith to rise, to be, to push back the darkness, God, that's around our communities so that they can sense the presence and power of God. Thank you, Lord. You're teaching us to pray. You're teaching us to pray. You're empowering us to pray. You're empowering us to pray. You're empowering the assemblies of God in Ohio to pray. You're empowering the church of God in Ohio to pray. You're empowering the righteous people of God. There's a spirit of prayer that's coming upon the church. There's a spirit of powerful, effective, mountain-moving prayer. Hallelujah! That's coming across the church. And God, we thank You for that. We give You honor for it. We will see it with our own eyes. We want to participate in it. God, that it's released in our churches. It's released in our families. It's released in our homes. It's released in our communities, God. All across this great state of ours. Hallelujah. A spirit of prayer. A spirit of prayer. A spirit of prayer. A spirit of prayer. Hallelujah. Let's do one more thing. Let's Let's declare that that spirit of prayer will be so great that it pulls us away from the distractions, that, that prayer will distract us. How's that? Yeah. Let's ask it. Yeah. 
God, I thank you that the spirit of prayer is going to be so strong that we're going to be distracted from our meals. We're going to be distracted from our phones. We're going to be distracted even at work. God, there's going to be a tug in our heart that pulls us away. And we'll begin to pray in the spirit as we're going about our daily job and our work. God, thank you that there's a spirit, a holy spirit distraction. God, that the people of God will leave what they're doing and come to pray. God, they'll come sooner than they expected and stay longer than they thought. God, their prayer meetings will be difficult to bring to an end because they're so attracted to You. So attracted to You. So focused on You. Hallelujah. 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 So, let let me ask you, what, what are you sensing from the Holy Spirit that He's saying to you about prayer what what are you picking up what are you what are you hearing well for me i can share that as i pray as you draw from the place like drawing from the well like with joy you draw from the wells of salvation and like we're a spirit we have a soul we live in a body we have an inner man and as we draw from like as we operate in the spirit there's like a peace there's a release like you you're coming in tune with like who we are and who he created us to be so there's that um, connecting with heaven, as you've been referencing, when you just pray and you give place to him, I'm sensing that peace and that unity. Amen. Amen. Can, can we jump off of that? I'll, maybe I'll summarize that a little bit. But as she was saying that, I could just see us opening ourselves up like a, a, a vessel that what he's pouring out, we're receiving. Not all the time what Jesus is pouring out are we receiving. But we, but as he, as we receive that, those who have their minds set on the spirit are full of life and peace. We, we receive his life and his peace. So can we just thank him that he's filling us with his life and his peace? Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, holy God. We bless you. We bless you. You are life eternal. There's so much life in you. It spills out on anybody that's near. And oh God, we've drawn near. Hallelujah. We've drawn near with our arms open and our arms open up to you and our hearts, our spirits, our minds are open to you. Overwhelm us with your life. Overwhelm us with your peace. Overwhelm us with your presence, God. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody else, what what are you sensing? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can can we thank him in a culture that's so self centered? We we need a church that's that's God and other centered, right? So Lord, thank you. You're turning us around, God. We've been living backwards. <laughs> and today, you're turning us around. Today, God, you're, you're teaching us to hear from heaven and to open up our hearts towards our fellow man because you have an answer for them. You have an answer for the problems and the difficulties that they're struggling with, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We declare that you're putting those answers in our lives. We're becoming that answer. We're becoming that vessel. We're becoming that avenue. Hallelujah. 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 And I sense a turning in our prayers that when we pray, we seek in the Holy Spirit and it tailors our prayers to pray his will. And he said, eyes haven't seen nor ears haven't heard. All the plans that he has. Yeah. All the way is already made. That all we have to do is enter into his rest and walk into his presence. The anointing is already on it to get the job done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, let's thank him that we're learning to pray his will because it's powerful. His will is powerful. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you that your will, your will is in something to be avoided. Your will is in something to contend with. Your will is something to be submitted to because it is powerful. It is life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It destroys the work of the enemy. It seeks that which is lost. It brings people into right relationships. 
relationship with you. It moves mountains. It heals bodies. It opens the eyes of the blind. It sets the spirit free, God. Hallelujah. It, it wars against this darkness that surrounds our, our communities, Lord, that holds them in addictions and holds them in bondages, Lord. Your will is strong. Your will is powerful. Hallelujah. We pray Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That it would be blessed. That earth would be blessed with the powerful will of God. Hallelujah. 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 So, what I have found is this simple pattern has completely revolutionized the, the, the church I pastored. Eight, eight years ago, we, we tried, and if you need to be seated, you can. You can continue to stand. Either way, you're good. But I just wanted to give you permission. Eight years ago, when we first started praying, prayer wasn't good. Prayer, people went to their four corners in the sanctuary and moaned for a while and went home early. And I was like, I don't want to preside over, I don't want to be the spiritual leader over a prayer movement that nobody likes. I see Jesus distracted away from things. Going to talk with His Father. It's a good thing to talk to the Father. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to lock yourself in. It's a good thing to, to hear Him. Prayer, you know. So, so we, we wanted to create a way to move us from everybody kind of doing their own thing and not connecting to having at least a highway where there's some some curbs, okay? You know, th- this, this, this was both. We were unified in a direction, but did you hear the different things that God was speaking through, through everybody? And that's what we want. We don't want, we don't want to, you know, make it so legalistic that people can't hear from God and make it a straitjacket. But at the same time, there's got to be some bumpers. There's got to be some curbs. Or you'll, you'll go through that and you'll wonder, has anything happened? So, uh, yes. I just wanted to share real quick that with the prayer and stuff, I was really sensing that um, we need to remember it's just a real simple form of communication with God. And when we think, I think we, we think it's more complex than what it really is. We just need to remember it's simple communication. And I know for me and a lot of my friends lately, we feel like there's been a lot of prayers that haven't been answered, but we really just need to keep digging and digging and going because I've really sensed that God is getting ready to really pour out some amazing blessings and things. But we just need to remember to keep digging in and just keep remaining faithful in prayer. So let, let's jump off of that. If, if, if Since we're leading this group, I think some of us probably in this room would agree that sometimes we don't feel like our prayers are being answered, right? I mean, that's part of what this class is about. Here's what I have learned to do is let's together ask the Lord why. I'm just thinking if Jesus was standing next to me and we just prayed like that and, and you know, if we were praying for something specific and it didn't happen, I'd be going, what's up, Jesus? You do this better than I do. What's up? Tell me. What's up? Why is it that we can, in our personal <laughs> prayer, we can speak like that Here because they're hurt. Hear their prayer. You 
as eloquent as you are or someone else here in this room to speak speak those words of their heart. You know their heart. That's so good. Right. You, Quella first and then. Um, I was actually this week praying to God asking why. Like she, she said, sometimes you just feel like your prayers are not answered. Yeah. And um, this earlier this week, I was getting really discouraged about some things. And it was to the point to where I didn't want to pray that much because I, I felt like I'm exhausted. I'm praying about this particular thing or these particular things, and it doesn't seem like you're moving. So, um, one morning I woke up and the scripture, Psalms 27, 14, was on my mind, talking about waiting on the Lord. And I began to repent because when we ask God for something, we expect him to move immediately all the time. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't move immediately. And we forget that sometimes he's working behind the scenes. There's things that's working behind the scenes. So I had to change my attitude as far as when I pray for things. I need to, while I'm waiting for him to do what he's going to do, because I believe that he's going to do it, I need to keep that mentality of praising him and worship him, worshiping him with confidence, knowing that he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. And that changed my entire mentality. And I approach him differently when I pray about things. And I don't get as discouraged because when we, we pray to God about something, we expect, okay, I want this, I need that, so let's, let's make it happen right now. But we don't think about the things that have to, even people that need to move into your life for some of those prayers be manifested. <coughs> so we need to just remember the power um, and the blessings waiting to and what we're supposed to be doing while we're waiting for him to answer that prayer. We just pray the worship him like it's already done. So so let's summarize. I've got a couple other people that want to say something because I think the Lord's speaking to us through this. And I I, I'll, I really want to encourage you as you're mentoring people is the Spirit of the Lord is on His people. And there's answers that are coming from you, coming from all of us. And so so I want to I want to just pause and and um unpack a couple things about unanswered prayer when when we when we don't see the prayer answered i think we're hearing that um that we need to continue to persist in prayer and not only persist in prayer but persist in faith because what what gets in the way of answered prayer a lack of faith so that's, that's again why I go back to this model is when my face starts to drop, I start, oh, Jesus, you answer prayer. Oh, Jesus, you're a healer. Oh, Jesus, you're the God over cancer. And I declare that, Lord, I don't understand what's going on right now, but, but you're moving things. And, you know, sometimes we think it's all hung up on God. And a lot of times it's not hung up on God. He, he's, he's like... I'm trying to help you all. <laughs> Get you know, line up. Let things line up. Sometimes people have to line up, right? You're praying for a job. Sometimes the employer's got to get his or her act together, right? So, so God's moving that, but the, there's there's things that are moving, and we just so we're asking the Lord, God, why is it stuck? Sure. When I when I find myself in a I shift over to worship and praise. Yeah. This power in our praise and our worship that moves things around. That's it good. Has power. And it, and it brings us to another place that I think opens up for God to move in that situation. Because the devil always wants to bring us to a dry place. And the only way you're going to get out of that dry place is praise and worship. And then that's going to open it up and strengthen your faith as well. And you sing songs that's kind of tailored to that situation. And uh, my fact has to be very It's And, and that's, that's excellent because we are in a war. And we're we're pushing back darkness through our praise and our prayer, right. and and part of what has to happen is we've got to put enough pressure on the enemy that he's unable to operate. So the persistence thing, I, I really want to I really want to tweak because we we tend when we talk about prayer we tend to always focus on well God's got his mysterious ways that he's not doing something. I found he's 
loves to clue me in. And there's sometimes when I ask him, he's like, that's not for you to know, but I'll tell you this much, because he's a great mentor. He wants to spur me on. I'm, I'm crying out to the Lord, Lord, I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and I'm crying out for help. He doesn't say, just trust me. And, you know, no, he's going to give me as much information as I can handle because he wants to spur me on. So I am convinced most of the time it's not moving God. It's moving darkness. It's moving me. It's moving the, the work of, you know, whatever, the people. So, so be, because, because if, if I go away going, man, I just spent three days praying and fasting and I still haven't convinced God to move. That ain't doing anything for this boy. I'm going, what is this prayer thing? I spent three days praying and fasting and God hasn't moved yet. No. You can't play God either. No, because that's what you're trying to do. Right? You have to ask for the fruit of the Spirit also. Exactly. And that was my problem. I've been asking the Lord for direction in my life and what I need to do. And I realized that I can't hear Him if I'm constantly barking at Him. I need to shut up and just be still and be quiet. Amen. And that, that's one of the things that I've learned. You just got to be patient. Wait. Amen. Right? And, Amen. And Amen. I, you know, that's that supernatural part. That's what makes us supernatural. Is when we enter into a realm that the normal man can't do. And that's when God moves in that supernatural state that we can pray when we die, we have all the gladness when we say We enter into that supernatural again, that's the way. Amen. The establishment of the kingdom of God is what we're after in everything that we pray for. Because wherever Jesus is ruling, then his will is being done. So I'm encouraged by Psalm. 22, where actually we're very familiar with the first verse where it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But then the second verse says, Yet he is holy and his throne, he is enthroned on the praises of his people. Amen. So if we, whatever we want from God, we praise him for that because he, his character will release that. And I, I think that's. If we we're looking for an answer, he's the answer. Let him work it out, but praise him for it, and that frees him to be who he is in that circumstance, so that he can rule there, and he's going to win. And, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to interpret a little bit what he's saying. Is that praise, although sometimes it's reflective, he's talking about praise being prophetic. Absolutely. Because we're, 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 we're praising God for His character and what He's doing. And that the more we praise, the, the more things change. So good. And, and so good. Is you know too many people what we're here for is to teach others how to pray as well. You know how many of us when we started praying was thank you, thank you, thank you, give me, give me, give me, thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. You know and it isn't give me, give me, give me prayers that he wants to hear. He he likes the thank you stuff. And he, but you know he also likes us to intercede for the welfare of others and and, and, and for the troubles of others as well as for know, to thank him for what he has done and what he will do according to his word. 
Well, Willie, that's good because it's a prompt to me to, to make sure that I help, help you with something. The most, the most powerful prayers we can pray are those prayers that we know that we know that we know are the will of God. His mission. So, so when we're praying the things that we know He declares should be, then, then there's no question that we, we have to back up off of that. We know it. And, and so, so those, those, are, those are critical. You know, Elijah prayed according to the, the revelation that God gave him. And when God gives us revelation, whether it's written or whether it's through prayer times like this or through the body of Christ, we want to make sure, of course, if it's, if it's, if it's through you, the Holy Spirit or through things like this, we, we always hold it to the, to the Word. It's not going to contradict the Word. You get, get what I'm saying there. That's a caveat. Okay? But I, I, when we know that God says it, then that's when we got to hold on. That's what faith is, is do we believe that God will do what He said? What's your first name? Johnny. Johnny. That's good, Johnny. Um, wh- when, I, when I'm having a crappy day at work, <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I say? I thank you, Lord, that you are Lord over this day. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that you've put me in the midst of this day that's not going very well, not to suffer, but to bring your will into this situation. And so... I don't look at the problem anymore as a defeat. I look at it that the king has seasoned me with enough heaven to make a difference in a difficult situation. You look at it as defining the problem and still saying, God, you're greater than the problem. Amen. That's good. That's good. Thank God for Goliath. We're going to get a bunch of cowards out of the foxhole today. Yeah. As our day of work may be, it could always be worse. Right? Yeah. So we do have something to be thankful for. Yeah. 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 And not only that, when you face with the same challenge the next day, you got a new set of mercy and a new set of grace. <laughs> And sometimes you just need to put your head, your hand on your head and your heart and say, God, give me more mercy. Give me more grace. Sometimes we use up all of our mercy at work and we come home to our families and there's not enough mercy left. And so my wife needs mercy from me. Everybody else is getting it from Pastor Brent. She should get some mercy, right? Jeff, Jeff, you had one more thing. We're going to take one more comment, and then we're going to do some questions, and we'll, we'll, come, we'll let you go to, to But Faith is the seventh fruit of the fruit of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit, is, in, is it not imparted to us? You can't grip your teeth and say, I'm going to have self-control today and not lust or not overeat or something. You, you try that for a while, and it might work a little bit, but when you submit and say, Holy Spirit, come and bring your fruit. Yeah. And empower me and impart the fruit to me. Well, could that imparting of faith of God be kind of like what you're talking about in declaring that you know what Jesus is saying to to uh, that the way that Jesus prayed is the way I want to pray? Is that not kind of saying impart to me the faith just like Jesus had? Amen. Or, or is, is that? 
Or am I just way out in left field? No, I, I, yeah. Any, any time I sense that, that Jesus is doing something or wants me to do something, I very similarly have that response. Thank you, Lord, you want that from me. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me a measure of faith. Now I receive that measure and increase it in me. Good, good. This young lady here. I just want to, hopefully this will be encouraging to be reminded that there's power in his name. So we're speaking of the most powerful individual here that we're praying to. And so just saying his name alone. Um, Amen. Is there's power just in his name. Amen. Amen. And we need yeah. to recognize that who we're speaking to. That, that will lift your faith real quick, won't it? Amen. Amen. So, take some time for questions um, about now, because we've, we've had a lot of time to share about what we prayed about, but let's take some questions about um, how, how, how do you leave here um, strengthening your own personal prayer life? Because the only way that you're going to be able to mentor others in that is that you grow in it. What's what's that look like? What do you still need to hear? What do you what are your questions? Um, so, um, how is it like like my my church call prayer night is very similar to what you described. It's very quiet. Everyone's someone will pray out on the microphone. I can't get people to come to life with me, of course, you know. Um, so what was it like to kind of grow this mentorship, especially in regards to prayer at your church? How did that process look like? And, you know. I, I started similarly with people who weren't really in it to win it, and I had people who, quite frankly, told me when I said, I need you to stand up and thank God out loud, and they sat down, literally, and said, I don't feel comfortable with you telling me how to pray. And I'd been a pastor there for a long time, and I'm a nice guy. Everybody knows I'm a nice guy, right? Yeah. This is on recording. I'm thinking, so, so my, even my personality in that and the trust factor still, you know, and I know you've got some trust factor with the group you're at. Here's, here's what I did. I found two new converts, and I asked my wife. The two new converts would have jumped off of Mount Kilimanjaro with me, and my wife has to love me. So we started, we started with that group, and we, this is what we prayed. We, we, we thanked the Lord that He was going to raise the level of prayer, and we began to specifically petition for who do we ask? We had, it was me, Trevor, and Christy, about a year old in the Lord, and my wife. There was four of us in that room. Who do we ask next? We asked for names, and we all had a list of names. We compared them. We came to a thing. And this this is so God, because I don't think I've ever been that audacious to say, God, give us names of who we're supposed to ask next. And every single person we asked said yes and came on board. And in about three weeks, we turned that thing from God's chosen frozen to, to hot like this. And the rest of them were like, that were sitting down, and a couple things happened. Some of them started to warm up, and they got involved, and some of them quit coming. Did you write out a plan? What's that? Did you write out a plan so that it was before you, so that you could you said on it for those names and for all those things? We prayed those names in that group. We, we said, Lord, we know that you know who those next people are. Give us names. And we would ask, who, what, what do you think God's saying? And there was, there was four of us in the room and the name would come out and we'd say, yeah, I think that's the Holy Spirit's all over that. So there was, we were, well, we were using the gifts of the Spirit, discernment, words of wisdom, words of knowledge for a very simple, practical thing. How do I know we were on board? Because it worked. <laughs> Eight years later, we still, on Monday night, we'll have 15, 20 people.
I was bored at the time with her, and I was like, I, I came home to her and said, this is nothing but a gossip meeting. And, and they were goodwill people, some of them retired missionaries and, and pastor's wives. But it became more a women's prayer than it was a whole church. And honestly, we might get in trouble these days for some of the things that they shared, because even out of a good heart, you know that there are now some things that you cannot share medically that's going on in people's lives. Okay, I mean, if the school can't share that and the medical community can't share those things, neither can you. <laughs> and so, these days, you know, because of the privacy laws. And so, I was just broken hearted because it just seemed like we spent more time taking prayer requests and sharing other people's things that were going on in their lives than we were getting anything done and accomplished. I did not feel empowered. Knowing that, yes, these people all need their prayers answered. I got that. But we had to change that focus because even though that's how we started in this church in Thomastown, and like you said, people show up, they're like, they go to the four corners and get up and leave, discouraged, still not feeling like God heard them, God was going to answer, whatever. I don't have time for this. I got distracted. So, so that's what happened. Was that... A good answer? Was that helpful? Yeah. Okay. So it was directed. A couple other questions about the okay about about the processes, how we can help you. Clarification. Yeah. Did you do alongside, obviously, you're doing this time of practical, like Monday nights, practical prayer training. Um, did you teach on this idea as well? You know, because you have that aspect as well that you can do. I mean, that all work in tandem, or did, and did you bring anything like this into your service to help encourage the Spirit to move in your service? Did it lead into other aspects besides your prayer? I, I think most the most effective thing, I tried all that, the most effective thing was the bleed-in, is, is, is get the semi-private group hot enough and powerful enough that they won't be affected by the refrigerators. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and, and also, uh, this is also a good way um, to give them a little bit of social awareness is is in this setting you can scream and yell and holler and you know we speak in tongues and do all that kind of thing but there's sometimes on a Sunday morning um, there's not time for everything so what we want to do is we want to be an overflow on Sunday morning so I I because I was able to mentor and correct them I didn't have as many issues on Sunday morning where I would have to mentor and correct because they were they were looking looking to me to, okay, what's appropriate. Um, and so it was, it was a great, great training opportunity. Um, so we, we did directed prayer first, and then we did in my next session is what, I don't call it this in the session, but it was kind of what we say, hot seat prayer, where we actually taught people how to pray for each other and minister to each other. So... Two minutes, maybe time for two questions. I have more of a thought, um, if I may share it. Now we got one minute. I'm a Polish New Yorker, I talk fast. Um, when we talk about escalating powerful and effective prayer, for me it's like tapping into the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I blurted out a moment ago how we're spirit and like we have got inner man. And basically, um, effective prayer for me is when I yield to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. How Jesus, he doesn't leave us orphans, he goes, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He's dwelling in me. So when I pray and I tap into that, and you can pray things through in the Spirit, and it's manifested in the natural. I had a brother in a car accident in 19-something, but six years earlier I was praying, and my roommate 
college, we were praying for our families, and we stopped and we parked on praying for my brother in the spirit. Six years later, he could have died, but he was fully recovered from a bicycling accident that I believe was taken care of in the spirit years prior. So that's an effective prayer for me, is yielding to the Holy Spirit inside of me. It's good. Good. Okay, so bless you. Thank you. you. You're awesome, man. You, you're all supernatural prayer warriors. So we, we bless you with that. Be fruitful and multiply.